0: Yeah, it's great. I mean, I love Spooner. I do. You're right. I, I really do think he's probably the most important thinker um, that is not known uh, by the vast majority of people. A lot of people know Aristotle or Plato. They're fascinating thinkers. There's a lot of philosophers that are fascinating thinkers. Uh, but, um, and most people don't even know what they say, they, but they know their name and they kind of know, you know, that they were a philosopher. Spooner is sort of the ultimate thinker, anarchist thinker on uh, government and freedom. Um, his most famous work is No Treason. I did a uh, it' was like a 15 part series on No Treason where I read it and comment on it. Uh, I've done his I've done his short essay on natural law. I've been working on his trial by jury, which is I still think his most important work, and I've already got 25 episodes on it. And I'm getting, I'm in the last chapter and an appendix. So it'll be done in another three or four episodes. And the reason uh, his trial by jury, in my opinion, is the most important is what you brought up. It's a practical thing. You know, you read no trees and everybody reads it and you realize the Constitution has no authority. It's utter shit. Okay, that's true. But how? what can you do about it? nothing. you can't convince people that that's true. You're never going to convince people that's true. You're never going to get enough people. It's never going to happen. You can never overcome the insanity of the brainwashing to have billions and billions of dollars. But trial by jury explains what the purpose of an actual jury is, what the real purpose of a jury is, and what people have been misled about is that they think it's just this group of people who sit there and try to decide whether someone's guilty or not guilty or sitting in a civil case. It's not. It's the most important political institute in the United States. It's grossly misused. People don't have the slightest idea what it's for, but it's actually a political institution. It is the way that minorities in this country get a say. And it's how you take the temperature of the people with regards to consent to the kinds of laws that are out there. Yes, it's part of the uh, judicial administration of justice. Of course, that's been abused as well. But the concept behind a jury trial actually is that the because the people are supposedly under the consent of the government, this is what it is. This is a consent, voluntary agreement. We, that's what we're told endlessly about what this government is. And then the people believe, have been made to believe this idea that, Your consent is a consent to this idea that if some other group gets a few extra votes, they can do anything they want. Uh, That doesn't make any sense. I would never consent to that because I'm a minority. See, all the positions I hold, for the most part, are all minority positions. So I can never, ever, ever have any kind of representation in the government. It will never happen because I hold a minority position. So it's not a matter of me being able to go out and convince people. The concept is that I supposedly consent to the government. Well, why would I consent to a government that's never going to institute the things I want? I wouldn't. That doesn't make any sense. Nobody would. And and people who have more sort of mainline positions can relate to it in that maybe you uh, agree with certain kinds of things with abortion, but maybe you don't agree with these gun rights. Maybe you don't agree to certain kinds of taxation, and maybe you agree with certain things that have to do with phony baloney crap like the Ukraine. Maybe you agree with education. Maybe you don't agree. Okay. The, the reality is people hold these disparate views well we're told that once it becomes a so-called law once these jokers up there write the thing down and it goes through the little bouncing bill process from a committee and then it gets this and then they reconcile and the president signs it well now we all have to do it okay that's what we're told well i've never agreed with that and minorities don't get any representation but What the jury does, what the jury is enabled to do, the entire purpose of the jury is to be able to veto out these laws. It doesn't mean they're struck from the books. Eh, Of course, they aren't. They're still on the books, but they're dead letter. See, the only way a law makes any difference, just writing the thing down, who cares? What if nobody obeys it? What happens? Nothing happens. It just sits there. It doesn't do anything. And there's tons of laws that are all blue laws from the 1800s about not being able to do this on Sunday or church or sell this product until next time. Tons of stuff gets ignored all the time. They got, if you look through your statute books, you'll see all sorts of things about what you can't do with your horse or you could do with your horse and all this stupid shit that doesn't apply. It's all dead letter. Nobody cares about it anymore. And if you can't get a conviction, it's, it's dead letter. And dead letter means that it doesn't matter if it's on the books. Well, when you have a jury trial, if the people understood what a jury trial is supposed to be, the people would understand that they would be informed that it's up to you as a jury member to decide whether you think this law is the kind of thing that should be a crime, whether you think this law is the kind of thing that should be enforced. And the Department of Justice can, though, come and put a fine on you and close your business because of it or that you must comply with. It's up to the jury. And the way the jury works is you bring these 12 random people in. And with 12 people, the likelihood you're going to get somebody uh, that represents the vast majority of potential minority views out there is very large. And so if you can't get unanimous consent from those people, that this is the kind of law that we think uh, should be enforced. If you can't get unanimous consent, well, then what happens is you get a hung jury. And that means you don't get a verdict. It doesn't mean the law is struck down. It means that the law is not enforced and that you have to try them again. And most of the time they won't be able to try them again. But the point being that you don't have to fear the government being able to enforce these things that are not things that the people consent to. The great trick is that the people have been made to believe that because it's a law, you therefore consent to it because of the vote. Okay. Well, all of those things have a million different things. One, only half the people even vote. So most votes are even only half of the half. So 25%, maybe you get 26%. Okay. So now I'm supposed to believe that the 75% are ruled by what the 25% want. Well, that doesn't make any damn sense. Every single law under the actual analysis of the number of people who voted for it, for the people who are representatives up there versus the other, should... As a matter of fact, as a matter of proof, it should be that if they pass a law, that's proof that the people don't want that law. Because if you look at what actually went on, you got half and a half, that's the the people voting, and now you got 25% of them, which is half of that half, have voted for somebody who put it in. Well, okay, (laughs) that's 25%. That means 75% either didn't vote for the people who voted for it or voted against them. So that's proof that that's not what the people want. If you're just going to go by general conscience and logic, that's proof that that's not a reasonable thing. And the jury allows people on a day-to-day basis to take the pulse of the people instead of everybody who now that, you know, this kind of democracy thing is so popular. Oh, with the internet, we can all vote all the time. Fuck that. I don't wanna, I'm not going to live by 51% of them jokers on the internet like they do with American Idol, just a bunch of people with bots voting and voting. <laughs> I'm not going to do that shit. No way. You can't vote my rights away. I don't care how many votes you get. You can't vote my rights away. Oh, if you get 51% of the votes, can they just come take all my money? apparently that's what happens under the income tax. They can just vote to take any amount from me and give it to anyone they want. Nobody would consent to that. And so the jury is how it works. Every single time it comes up, you'd see that you could never enforce these drug laws. You'd never, ever get them. How do they do it now? They strike everybody off the jury who won't agree to enforce the law. You're not allowed to sit. The very most important point that the jury's there to do is to make a referendum every single time on whether this is something the people agree to. Well, they strike everybody off who won't already agree to enforce it. And that's on top of the fact that they they tell you what evidence is in there. They tell you the burdens of proof, the standards of evidence, all the witnesses, the definitions. (laughs) These things are all something that the people are supposed to be left up to. And that's why I give examples like, Uh, the authority to regulate interstate commerce. The Congress has used that to justify just endless, countless laws that they are regulating interstate commerce. Okay, well, the way you find out whether something is actually within the federal congressional authority to regulate Congress is to bring it to a jury and see whether the people agree. That's it. If they say that's a load of shit, that's not regulating Congress. It's way outside any authority we ever gave you, not guilty. Judgment for the defendant. And the law is not enforced. And that's how it works. And that's why, because it works with 12 people, and you get so many different views and opinions that every single day, we don't need to convince a huge number of people. We need to convince a very small group of people, open their eyes to the way the system's actually set up. And if you understand the way the juries work, you can see why I'd be like, okay, I'd agree to a government that would have some limited powers. When I have a veto, Anytime that I go down there in a jury and all the people I know, we all have vetoes that those laws, they pass whatever they want. Uh, Well, they're not enforceable. They're just not enforceable. Then you wouldn't have to fear the government. You wouldn't have to fear the government and you don't have to win these fake majorities. So it's an actual system that if people would understand it that we could immediately stop what's going on. We don't have to build a coalition. We don't have to knock doors, spend millions of dollars, try to win this, wait year after year to try to make headways in the Republican Party or the, the, the fucking Democrat Party or the Libertarian Party. You just don't have to do anything else except for show up for jury duty and say not guilty. Show up for jury duty and say judgment for the defendant. It's over. It's done. It stops right then. And so it's super, super powerful. And because it's so powerful, that's why nobody knows about it. That's why all the people who are constitutional conservatives, they never talk about it because that's the key. They keep people pretending that this other thing works and it won't.
1: Okay. So let me ask you this. Let's just take it into a real world scenario for a minute. So let's say they're going through the standard jury selection, right? You get a letter in the mail Let's just say right. there's somebody out there going through this right now. You get a letter in the mail that says, you've been chosen for jury selection. Get your ass down here or you're going to prison. So you go down to the courthouse and you go through a jury selection process for a particular trial, right? So yep. now when they're asking you all the questions like, do you hate people with blue eyes? Do you <laughs> love people with big lips? Whatever it may be, uh, you just play along to get on the jury, right? Is that? I mean, that's the first step.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know if I'd say it's playing along. I would ask people I would ask people that as a lawyer, I can't suggest that they do something that might be illegal. And I'm not even convinced something like that would be illegal. But, to the but extent, I can suggest it. Uh, yeah, but I'm, and I'm just saying that what people need to do is they need to ask themselves, this is the most fundamental question. And that is, are you obligated to tell people the truth or to obey rules that violate your basic constitutional rights. Are you obligated to do that? If somebody is trying to cheat you, if someone has a gun to your head and says, tell me where all your money is, are you obligated to tell them the truth? Are you obligated to tell them the truth if they've put you in a coercive situation to tell them the truth or else? No. If they have no authority to come do that to you, you don't have any, there's no moral obligation to do that. And what they've done with this entire jury scam is to try to convince people that you must do all these things and if you don't do these things then you're the problem. Well, Supreme Court of the United States has made it very clear in the 19th century that absolutely a jury has the right to decide the law and the facts. They absolutely do. What does the Supreme Court also say? But you don't have a right to be told. So this is the typical deal with the way the system works. Of course it's your constitutional right. But you can't be told about it for the same reason lawyers are not allowed to tell you about it. They're not allowed to tell the jury that they're not allowed to tell potential jury members that if I try to tell a potential jury member that, which is called the veneer panel, if I tried to tell them that they would quash the panel. The judge would send them out. They bring me to the bench and they tell me, you know, legal man, you know, you're not allowed to talk about that. If you do it again, uh, you know, I'm going to impose some kind of serious sanctions on you and that's it. And so you're not allowed to bring it up. So there's a gigantic conspiracy against people to tell them the truth. What I suggest people do is go and... go to a fully informed jury association and get some of their information. They're all over the place. Listen to my podcasts about the uh, trial by jury and make their own decision whether or not what the government has engaged in here is a gigantic criminal conspiracy against the people to deny them their rights. And if you conclude that, well, then what obligation do you feel at that point to uh, comply with this massive criminal conspiracy? I don't feel any obligation to comply with something like that.
1: Now, when did you when did you say that it all
0: changed uh, of, of not informing jurors of those rights? Well, it really has been pretty much the entire time this country's been running. But okay. there's no way to know what was going on prior to the Civil War, and the, the records are scant. There's, you know, you have these written opinions and things like that that come out, but nothing was actually happening. There was very little government out in the. Uh, in the uh, sort of So they've been ch- adjusting this since the Magna Carta, where it was finally locked in. That's where it goes back to. That's 1215. Well, Spooner's essay goes through all the different ways they attempted and have over many hundreds of years to chip away at it. Okay, so they've been working on it because they know this is the central piece that would keep them from being able to run their game. So they've been working on it for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And so... Certainly, since the Civil War, there's been nothing. Certainly, in all modern times in the 20th century, there hasn't been a legitimate trial, a jury trial in this country uh, in all likelihood. Probably the entire time is what Spooner estimates that probably the entire time of our country, we've never had a legitimate jury trial. And, you know, if all the jury trial is is supposedly a way to get uh, some people to listen to the facts like they claim now and be independent, it's really not that good a system for that. You know, I've seen lots of juries. They suck. Tons of them have this. You actually would do better with being able to select certain kinds of three judge panels or things like that if that's all they were there to do. Okay, you you might get a much better result from that. But if you understand what the jury is actually supposed to do, then you understand that no three judge panel, no 50 judge panel, no any judge panel can ever do it because they're attached to the government. The entire concept of the jury is that the people keep the government in check. And if the people can't tell the government what laws are enforceable by the people. In their area, then the people aren't in charge. If the government tells the people what laws must be enforced, then the government is in charge of the people. And that's the system they've created. And so that's what people have to understand, a complete and total opening of a mind to the very, very fundamental lie.
1: So that's brilliant. So basically what you're saying is that the judge and or either one of the uh, attorneys on opposing sides should be able to inform the jurors. uh, Let's say uh, someone in the audience is sitting on a jury that you could uh, find this person not guilty because either one, you the, the, the facts of the case don't add up to the crime that he's being accused of. Or number two, you don't agree with the law. I mean, is that what you're saying in simple
0: terms? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to do that. That's the Supreme court has said that, but it's really, and when you read Spooner, you realize it goes way beyond that. And as a lawyer who'd never seen this stuff until 20 years ago, I've been practicing for more than 30 Um You don't hear it. And when I tell lawyers about it, they're always amazed. Uh, Most lawyers ultimately don't care because they're just out there to make money off the system and I'm not blaming them. But uh, for me, it was more interesting. It was like, wow, what a fantastic lie. This idea that there's jury instructions that the judge... Uh, gives these jury instructions and the sides argue about them, um, that the evidence that comes in, that the standard of evidence, the burdens of proof, all these different things are things that they are controlled by the court. All those things are supposed to be left up to the jury. The jury is supposed to be in there to do their conscience. If they expect me to convict somebody, um, I need to satisfy my own moral conscience, that this is the kind of thing that I would convict them of, that this is something that's criminal, that this is this is something that needs to be punished. Or on the civil side, that this is something that's a violation. They need to lose property or money or time or something else. But you're supposed to have your decision based upon your conscience for whatever it is. Maybe you think the prosecutor's a liar. Maybe you think that the law sucks. Maybe you think the evidence, they didn't allow evidence in that they should have allowed in. Maybe they, you think that they didn't allow people to testify who should have been able to testify. There's all sorts of reasons why uh, things might uh, be something that you think is is not guilty, something you think is not an enforceable law. There's a million different reasons uh, beyond the fact that the law itself, as it's written, whatever that even means, uh, is junk. See, you have to have definitions. All these laws contain uh, sort of uh, these words of art and phrases that are just legal terms of art and you're told what they mean. It's like, well, the average person doesn't think that's what it means. Well, you're told how you must take that to mean. It's like, well, that's, that's just the court ordering. me. That's just the government basically ordering me to find that the person's in violation. Well, I, that's not what you're supposed to do. And so Absolutely. uh, People need to go inform themselves, like I said, through either listening to my podcast about it, reading Spooner's uh, essay themselves, uh, going to the Fiji organizations that are all all over the place that provide people information. They hand out those flyers on the courtroom steps. Everybody's seen that kind of stuff. They try to get away with it. They get arrested all the time by trying to inform people of this right. This is the most fundamental right there is. It's much more important than the Second Amendment, which gets massively abused. We wouldn't need the stupid Second Amendment if people understood that these laws that the people don't agree with can't be enforced. Imagine the country you'd live in. Imagine how little attention you'd pay to all the nonsense going on if you knew that the government can't convict you of these made-up laws. They can't. They can't convict you of any of these laws. They're all just made up. Well, You wouldn't fear the police. You wouldn't fear the government because you'd know you'll go down. You'll tell your side. You won't have to spend $500,000 in legal fees. You'll tell your side. And there'll be a couple of people on there who get it, who are with you, and they'll never be able to convict you. If you knew that, the entire system would change instantaneously. They'd stop being able to bring the cases because they'd know they wouldn't be able to to convict on the cases. The entire system would be completely backed up on people requesting trials because they would never lo- they would no longer plead out. To all this, basically, it's just a it's just an extortion system. They they charge you with fifty different crimes and fifty different civil claims. You're afraid if you get any of them stick, you're ruined. Well, you got to plead. Well, you didn't do anything wrong. Well. You know, you're going to get a get kangaroo uh, court is what you're going to have to get stuck with now. If you knew you're going to get legit and you need to be able to tell the actual truth to people, the people will be able to decide whether this is the kind of thing they want to enforce or not enforce. You, you have confidence because you can just go in your neighborhood and, and knock on a few doors. Hey, J- Harry, what do you think, man? This is kind of what's happening. What do you think? Oh, that's a bunch of bullshit. I'd never go for it. OK, there you go. Go to the next door. Yeah, that's crap. OK, you know, there's nothing to worry about. The people are with you. And so the entire system would be completely and totally different. It's very difficult to explain to people all the changes that would occur if people simply understood this. And we literally don't need, but maybe five to 10% of the people. And you really only need five to 10% of people in certain areas. Cause if you just got that in a few areas, it would start making news and. People would be like, what the hell's going on over there in Nevada? What's going on in the the East Nebraska? What the hell is going on? If people would start finding out and then they'd start realizing it and then they'd say, shit, I can do that in my town and do it in your town and educate the people and you get protection. And then the people are in charge as opposed to government being in charge so so you said literally
1: if you were a criminal defense attorney right representing your client and either in opening or closing statements you mentioned this to the jury the judge is going to call you up to his bench immediately he's going to strike what you just said for sure at that point yeah Yeah, he's
0: going to call me up there uh, at that point if you once you're in the trial um and you make you do something like that and I have done criminal defense years ago. I did do criminal defense. I saw what a scam it was. Uh, kicked out of three different courts as a public defender in one year because the place is so fucking outrageous. But, yes, if you <laughs> tried to bring something like that up um, in in a trial and let people know that they have a right and they don't have to, now you're in violation because they're sworn to, that they must follow the judge's instructions, that they must do. They're sworn to do that. If they don't do that, they're supposedly violating. So the lawyer is certainly not allowed to tell people that they're allowed to go and so-called violate their uh, oath. Uh, to agree to this criminal conspiracy to deny people their rights, they would definitely call me to the bench, tell me, "Legal man, you know you're not allowed to do that. You know you created a mistrial. Now, um, you know," it, and they would threaten me with some kind of sanction. At that point, they they might, if it was a civil trial, they might assess damages against my own client for the attorney's fees to have tried it on the defense side of that point, and they'd uh, issue a new trial. That wow. you, you would never ever ever be able to get away with that. And
1: so 99% of judges, because really they're just attorneys anyway, they probably don't even know about this, correct? They're just going to know they told the jury, uh, they gave them instructions, and now you screwed up the jury's ability to follow their instructions.
0: Yes, I mean, well, They probably don't the know extent, about Spooner. <laughs> oh, well, for sure they don't know about Spooner, but to the extent they, they have any knowledge at all about jury nullification, it's irrelevant ultimately because the trial judges are, they must follow the appellate courts. They must. That's their obligation. If they don't, they will get mandamus. They will get ethics violations. They're not allowed to do these things, but they don't tell the people. They don't uh, come out and, and object to it. They don't raise any kind of public thing. They just take their job. They take their pension. They collect this stuff. And they just screw. People over every single day, that most of them don't know anything about it because before you become a judge, you go to what's basically called judge school after you get elected <laughs> yeah, for the yeah. first time. And you go and they they run you through this stuff. They kind of teach you the different procedural nonsense you're supposed to do and and all the different ways. And they brainwash the judges and they let them know what they're they're supposed to do. And it's not, it has nothing to do with justice. It has to do with following a set of arbitrary rules that the state has provided. And that's it. And that's all trials are. And so absolutely the judges are never going to allow that stuff in and uh they're going to feel completely and totally entitled to uh, punish you sanction you in a million different ways you're going to feel fully justified
1: wow and then let me just ask you this did uh jury selection did uh why dare always exist or was it initially like the first 12 and you guys are the jury and that's it or did jury selection in that process always take place in our history
0: uh, well, in our history, it's always existed. In, in regular right. juries, you have to remember when juries were became a big deal when the people wanted to make sure that the people were in charge and that the king couldn't make these arbitrary laws and jam them down our throats with his uh, horseshit judges, which is the system we have now. Uh, most people couldn't even read. See, they couldn't read. And uh, someone who could write was so valuable. Most of the time they were pardoned even for uh, sort of capital offenses because you couldn't afford to lose people who could write. Very, very few people could read or write. And so the idea that you'd have jury instructions and all this elaborate nonsense that's going on now, it's ludicrous. The idea that somebody could read the so-called law and know what it means, again, it's complete nonsense. And so, uh, yes, the entire time of our history, it's been so tortured and screwed up that you always have this sort of wadar, which is basically just this kind of time where you question the juries. And, you know, the I- and people see it in TV and movies and everything else, and- uh, you know, if you say, well, I don't trust cops you know in a criminal trial, okay, they're gonna strike you. Well, that's preposterous. <laughs> the if you don't trust cops, you represent a group of people who are out in the public yeah. who've been jacked over by cops, and they don't trust cops. That means, The state needs to clean up his act and stop having a bunch of crooked cops that screw people over so that people would have a confidence in getting a conviction. If you don't think that drugs should be outlawed, you're immediately struck if it's a drug case. Well, that's ridiculous. I thought it's a government of, by, and for the people with the consent of the people. I don't consent to the drug laws. So I don't understand. Why are the drug laws? I don't get it. Oh, well, yeah, I need to get more majority. I need to get this. Well, I don't understand. I don't agree with it. T- millions of people don't agree with it. So the way it would work is the vast majority of laws in the books, they could never, ever be enforced. But you could easily get enforcement of laws people actually care about. And you would start to see where the people actually consent. You think you're going to get people who say, oh, I don't believe in punishing murder. I don't believe in that. I think you should be able to murder freely. Nobody's going to agree to that. Y'all, I don't think you should, I think you should be able to rape. I don't think there should be any punishment for rape. Nobody's that's not realistic. See, so the things that people agree about, you could still get convictions on. The reason that it's so obvious that this entire system would collapse is because there is no consent. There is no agreement. All these ridiculous things should be laws. Huge portions of the population, maybe not majorities, but significant minorities in in all sorts of ways don't agree with the laws. That's why they could never continue to be enforced. And that's why the government wants to make sure no one ever finds out about the power of the jury and what the jury is really there to do. That it's a political institution where the minorities finally get representation through the fact that they get to veto out any enforcement of these laws that they don't agree to. And that's it
1: no that's amazing and it pulls into your other point you mentioned earlier that when you see these big guys floating around that are allowed to grow and make a lot of money you know they work for the system take Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton for instance over the last 25 years because if those guys you know through the Rainbow Coalition and their other organizations were out there telling their so-called constituents that hey brothers guess what we're allowed to say screw you on the jury at the end and let these people go those guys are ones that could have done it because you could take a small city like new haven connecticut where i grew up and go out with a group of a 100 people and leaflet the crap out of that city and literally talk to people and you could actually put this into practice in a matter of two weeks three weeks run training seminars do it do it the same way that someone like you know saul alinsky would have done back in the days uh, running like these community uh reach uh outreach events and such community organized you know so you say to yourself, if there we're always looking for the people with money that are supposed to be on our side. If there were actually people with money on our side, they'd fund an operation like this. You'd say, listen, I need $500,000 to go out there. Legal man's going to do the legal work on this. We're going to put this together in a flyer. We're going to put together a Thomas Paine common sense type of uh, uh, flyer like this. We're going to run uh, events at the VFW and do training on this. And you could change an entire city and make that your test case in a matter of a month. Like, don't. Oh. Put it into practice.